looks like Hello there. Welcome to the Cannon Cantina presented by the Geek Out Show Network. So, we want it, Vin. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. Suddenly, the scar. Jedi business, go back to your drinks. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cannon Cantina. This is episode 26, presented by the Geek Out Show Network. I'm your host, as always, Jay Rue. And with me today, I got a couple of special co-hosts. Uh, my main man, my partner, my co-pilot, Keith. What's going on, man? Oh, man, just enjoying another beautiful day. It is quite a beautiful day out here in Texas. And on the West Coast, we've got a special host today. Um, you guys may know him from many other podcasts, uh, but a main host of the Toy Migos. We've got Adam playing with myself. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. So we know you're on the West Coast. You're a couple hours behind. Um, I've already cracked my first beer. We're, we're getting into the day drinking over here in Texas for sure. I, um, I'm jealous as I sip on my coffee that I have not yet spiked, but we'll see where this episode <laughs> takes us. Absolutely, man. Um, thanks again for coming on, uh, Heath. Thanks for setting it up. Real quick, Adam, uh, since, I mean, I'm sure anyone who listens to this knows who you are, um, but we just want to get into uh, your Star Wars story real quick. We like to ask all of our new new hosts and guests their Star Wars story. So if you could just run us through that, what got you into Star Wars? Rock and roll. Uh, well, yeah, thanks Thanks for having me on, guys. Um, I My day job is I'm director of creative services at General Giant Studios. So we do a lot of prototyping. We work on Star Wars. We're on set scanning. Um, lots of product, either for General Giant LTD, which is part of Diamond Select Toys, and then stuff for Hasbro, Pez dispensers, you name it. Worked on lots of Star Wars. But I'm a I'm a fanboy of Star Wars like none other. My my mom still likes to tell people to this day that I was potty trained with the promise of a new original Kenner's Star Wars action figure. Um, I was born in 1978, so my mom says that I saw the original movie in utero. So uh, yeah, giant Star Wars nerd, and I'm very happy to be here. From the beginning of time, for sure. So that's really cool, man. So you get to work on a lot of the stuff um, that we like to collect and we like to talk about for sure. I, I, that's got to be a dream. Uh, it is. You know, like Star Wars is definitely the the toy line that I, I re- that, like I remember the furthest back. Um, I am also like a Marvel zombie and a big G.I. Joe fan. So, you know, I also had Mego figures back in the day. And and when when G.I. Joe started up in the in the early 80s i i became big into gi joe just because i loved the articulation and i always wanted my star wars figures to have that same articulation as gi joe's absolutely and uh, we're definitely living in the golden age of it so you've you've probably got all of that and more exactly exactly there's too much for me to choose from now (laughs) that is such that is so true man like i'm always just like i gotta cut lines out so um you know here at the cantina it's kind of the spinoff of the geek out show we we the guys over there don't like me talking star wars all too much so heath and i came over here to do our own thing um real quick adam i put everyone on the spot who's your favorite star wars character i okay i got like a 
kind of a random one that I'm really hoping, I mean, I guess it's not that we're, we're Star Wars nerds here, so it's not going to be random at all. It's probably going to be like, oh, well, that's an obvious choice. But um, I'm really looking forward to someday getting uh, Quinlan Vos in uh, Star Wars Black Series 6-inch. He's, you know, like that the, the dark Jedi character. Um, Absolutely. You know, like he, I, he was just awesome in the Dark Horse comics. I was a big fan of those comics. So he's one that I, I would love to see in the in the Black series. Yeah, Quinlan Voss is badass, man. Um, obviously, a lot of his legends, now legend stories have been erased. Uh, you know, he shows up in, apparently shows up in the Phantom Menace. I don't know if they actually. Yeah, name, as name a background Menace. character. Right. Yeah. Um, we're big on the novels here, too. Do you read any of the books, Adam? Um, I, I've read some of the, the previous, like the old, older books, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, what, what is the, the one that's in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi? Uh, with, Heir to the um, Empire. Shadows. Yeah. So, so I, I read that. Um, I have read, I, I did touch on some of the Aftermath books, which I guess are the, those are the more recent ones. Um, I did not keep up on them. I like, I think I read maybe the first two. But a little bit of that stuff. I love expanded universe in general. Like I, one of the other ones, uh, Dark Horse comic wise, that I loved was uh, Cade Skywalker. I thought oh, Cade yeah. Skywalker was awesome, and you know I loved the three and three quarter inch Hasbro releases. So those are again characters I'd love to see in the Black series. Yeah, I'm, Heath and I pretty much take the stance of like, give it all to us. Um, I just want to give you a recommendation. I don't know if you've read it, but Dark Disciple. Have you read that uh, new canon novel? No, but you know what? This is perfect timing. I'm uh, in three days. I'm getting on a plane to New York to go visit family. So I need some reading material. So it's an awesome audio book. It's a great book. Um, And essentially what it is, it's just a scrapped Clone Wars arc that is entirely centered around Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress. And it's all canon. Awesome. All right, cool. Adding it to the list. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. So um, welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to just kind of run through it. There's a little bit of news, but mostly I just want to know what Star Wars stuff you guys have gotten recently. Uh, Adam, since you're our guest, have you gotten anything Star Wars? I mean, the, the most recent stuff uh, is, is a, the like the 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 Bad Batch um, figures. I am not as caught up i did not i was dumb and i did not order wrecker from Dorkside like i should have uh i order a lot from Dorkside. in fact i got the um expanded universe figures from them you know with with uh jackson and everything but for some reason i didn't order wrecker from Dorkside, so i'm still waiting on him and then i hopefully they get the the wave with tech and uh aura sing in soon because those are what I'm really looking forward to. But I have I have Crosshair and Hunter. Um, so, you know, that's basically where I'm at right now with my current Star Wars figures. And we're definitely in Bad Batch, like full swing Bad Batch over here at the Cantina. So uh, those are great figures, by the way. It's one of those things that Heath and I talk about it a lot. It's like it's, it's a crapshoot, you know, whoever you order from. Like one thing may come early from Dorkside. Uh, we all know it's not going to come early from Hasbro Pulse, um, but everything else <laughs> could come early from from any other vendor at any given time. So it's just it's really throwing darts on a board, man. Oh, and I, ha- I do have uh, 
HobbyLinkJapan, HLJ.com, did ship out my Mandalorian, the the Metacom Mafex Mandalorian. Oh, I'm so jealous. Ooh, I nice. From, I ordered from AmiAmi, and I haven't, I haven't received an invoice yet. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, like, have you guys seen the pictures with his, like, kind of, like, pinkish blaster? Like, I don't yeah. know what's going on with that, but, I mean, looks cool Weird. otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the deal is there, man. So I'm a big, big Dinjarin guy myself, and uh, yeah, I have no idea. Is that maybe it's just like a prototyped thing, and they, it just wasn't painted before they send it out? You know, I don't really know. I mean, that wouldn't be really hard to like paint it all. I was just kind of thrown off that it didn't come with a jetpack. Yeah, definitely weird there too. But um, and this is going to be my first uh, Metacom Mafex Star Wars figure, so I'm pretty eager about that. Oh, eager to wow. Get that there, I mean, like, here's the deal. Like, I, I, I buy SHF, Mayfex, and Star Wars Black Series. I don't get everything uh, SHF and Mayfex, but I do go for my favorite characters. Um, I picked up all the A New Hope SHF figures, nice. um, and then Mayfex in general. I, I'm sure you guys have talked about this before, but they make the best Boba Fetts. Like, I own both versions of their Boba Fetts. They are easily the top-of-the-line best six-inch Boba Fetts available. The only problem with them is that they 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 are a little bit fragile. I haven't had anything break on mine because I do care about not breaking them. But <laughs> it's definitely not what you would refer to as a pocket figure. You know, the, the new Hasbro Star Wars Black Boba Fett... That figure you can throw in your pocket, you can bring anywhere, and it's an awesome, awesome toy, but it is not the best six-inch Boba Fett. Mayfex yeah. gets to keep that gold medal. I definitely missed the uh, missed the train on that one, but I'm eager to get, you know, when they eventually release a re-armored Boba Fett uh, in that Mayfex line, I'm very, very excited to get that one. Totally. Uh, Heath, have you picked up anything, man? Uh, that second... Um... Oh, man. Bo-Katan came in. Sorry, had a brain fart on her name there. And then the accountant was complaining about, like, the uh, game slash toy room upstairs having an odd smell. So she ordered a new Sensi. And I've gotten a giant kick out of this thing. It's R2-D2. And when you turn it on, obviously, the scent starts rolling up. But it actually will project a holographic Leia-looking image onto the wall behind it. So that's actually that's awesome. my that uh, big thing. That is awesome. Yeah, I so that was pretty that cool. But does it come with like that, Star no. Wars? Does it come with like Star Wars smells like, uh, like uh, I don't really know, Bantha milk, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, wax or the inside of a tauntaun? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they're not doing that, they should definitely do that because it is a Finchel uh, Scentsy product. Or that that's, would be great. That's though. what your toy room was smelling like, and that's why your accountant had to get it. Is it starting to smell like <laughs> the inside of a tauntaun? <laughs> that's awesome, but man. No, uh, no dude, that's uh, you have to send me a picture of that, man. I'm uh, that's pretty cool. I uh, I picked up a few things, so I do like to collect vintage collection on card. Everyone knows that who listens. Um, and I've been looking for those Walmart exclusives 50, 50th anniversary ones, so. Went out of town this week, uh, about six hours away, and had a terrible hangover on the drive back. Had to stop in a little town of Brady, Texas, but has, you know, it's basically a Walmart. Walked in and they had a little bit of everything. 
Oh, nice. So I was able to get the Paplu Princess Leia indoor and ATST driver. Perfect cards and everything. So very excited to grab those and add those to the collection. Um, other than that, man, I picked up a bunch of comic books and stuff like that. But on that last episode uh, that Heath and I recorded, we went over all the comic stuff. So, uh, Adam, we didn't have to bore you to death. <laughs> and I, I, have, to I, I have, in, I did, I talked to Heath a little bit about this before. I used to have my my digital comics unlimited subscription. I had to stop buying going to the comic book store every week because it was I was just running out of space and I want to spend all my money on toys. So I I got the digital comics unlimited app and I I was reading all the Star Wars stuff which was really good. I was really enjoying it. Um the Dr. Afra stuff uh with with the two evil droids, totally digging it. But I did let that lapse over pandemic time and um, have not been catching up. So I I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, there's some really good stuff going on in the comics right now. Like War of the Bounty Hunters, obviously, if you like uh, like bounty hunters like everybody does, it, it, and Boba Fett specifically, it, it is a fantastic story. And then Heath and I are really big on the High Republic. We really like what Kevin Scott's doing over there, and it's just uh, – you know, out of the timeline, not really out of the timeline, but removed from from uh, big tentpole Star Wars, for lack of a better term. And, and that's a really fun story, too. So I definitely suggest that if you're looking for airplane and airport stuff, you know what I mean? Just something to read and pass the time. Um, Heath, I wanted to circle back on your Sensi product. So uh, we all know... Uh, Adam specifically, you you would know this. That Star Wars is definitely not um, scared to spread the license around a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about this uh, Doctor Squatch limited edition Star Wars soap, and um, uh, how many did you pre-order? Okay, so I am pretty content on the soap that I use. I, I really like to go with a low-scented soap. Just personal preference, I, I've got my deodorant and everything. I, I smell all right. But, you know, I'm sure everybody who's been on Instagram or Facebook in the last year or two has seen all the crazy commercials they do. And at this point in time, I just kind of bypass them. But the other night, I stopped and I was like, wait a second, this guy's like in a rope. What is this about? And yes, Star Wars has licensed out for an exclusive uh, set of four soaps to Dr. Swatch. Um, it's going to be Wise Wisdom with Yoda. It's going to be Only Hope Soap with Obi-Wan Kenobi. The Dark Sky Scrub with Vader. And Ruthless Rinse with uh, Darth Maul. And um, these obviously are going to be kind of sticking with like their natural smells. So I believe, uh, if I'm looking at this correctly... Uh, the Yoda will be a lotus leaf. The Hope will be um, some sort of clay that I'm not familiar with. Black sand. And then on the the last one, man, it's going to be a uh, just regular sand soap, which I've never used sand soap, but so that's interesting <laughs> to me. So that's how uh, that's how light the Star Wars you know news circuit has been lately we're talking soaps here on the <laughs> i watched the the commercial that they put together was actually really cute it was cute it was clever yeah. they had a, a war of the dark side versus the light side going on um with that said it, it is you get all four of them for 30 something bucks so it's seven dollars per bar of soap might be a little bit too rich for my uh, soap blood here 
Yeah, absolutely, uh, man. And when I think of Yoda soap, I'm thinking it smells like like mud and clam chowder. <laughs> like a bomb. I mean? Yeah, Dagobah. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually that's the smell that you're trying to get rid of. Exactly. <laughs> so now we it, just I thought mean, that that was fun, just a fun thing to uh, address there. So I guess you could still get it. I don't think they're sold out or anything. Um, I think it'd be pretty hard to sell out of soap, if you ask me. Yeah, like, no, I'm still on the website. You can add it to your cart right now. I'm a so. I'm a Fight Club fan, so it automatically pulls up Fight Club things where it's like, you know, <laughs> Tyler Durden selling women their own fat back to them. It's like kind of doing the same thing with Star Wars in general. It's like <laughs> selling your own Star yeah. Wars nerdum fat back. Like to that's you. it, or maybe and maybe some of them can even be mixed with the 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 tears of Star Wars fans. <laughs> There's definitely plenty of those to go around. So I mean, they could get that by the gallon. Um, so we're all big toy guys. There's lots of toy news. I think we're going to kind of move things out of order here and let's talk about the toy stuff that's going on. Um, and real quick, before we get into that, you know, Adam, you briefly touched that you work over at gentle giant. What's one thing I just want for our listeners. What's probably your favorite thing that you can talk about that you've worked on star Wars related. Uh, you know, in, in all honesty, one of the one of the coolest things that I that I do like to bring up whenever I'm giving someone like a tour of the studio is uh, Gentle Giant LTD releases the jumbo vintage Kenner Star Wars figures. So very nostalgia based. I know you guys are definitely familiar with them. Most of the listeners probably are, but they're they're 12 inch versions of Kenner figures that came out in in the late 70s, early 80s. And uh, a lot of the figures, what what we did at Gentle Giant was we we scanned the original figures and then just, you know, cleaned them up, printed them out at a larger size. But the thing that I like to tell people is that a lot of the scans were of my actual figures that I grew up playing with. So oh, dude, that's awesome. My my parents, you know, like that they've they've kept most of the toys that I had growing up um, down in the basement. So whenever we were like, hey, what's the next figure that we were going to do in the line? Um, I would hit up my parents and see if they could find it in the basement. And then they would ship it from New York out to L.A. And uh, I sacrificed my toys for being scanned because usually uh, the scanning technology at the time we had to to prime all the figures. So you're, you're disassembling oh. them and spraying them with gray primer. But that's the that's the whole point of why I was OK with this is. I played with these figures like crazy. They were not in great shape, you know, in general, everything was yellowed or or the paint was all rubbed off. Um, so I, I really didn't mind sacrificing them for the greater good. So it, it's kind of cool to me that a lot of those Jumbo Kenner Star Wars figures are blown up versions of my actual action figures. So that's super awesome, man. So it's like everybody who collects those are playing with your toys in some, uh, in some respect yeah indeed so that actually brings me to our our first little piece of news uh the last episode we talked about the gentle giant jumbo mandalorian um kenner style in his original armor uh with the vinyl cape and all and then here recently we got the release of the beskar mando now one thing that i actually really like about this one compared to the other one is the exchange of the vinyl cape for is that now adam you could probably confirm this is that cloth or is that going to be vinyl as well but it's more cape like than jacket like yeah i i 
to be perfectly honest, I'm just, I just want to tell you guys, because a lot of people don't know this, but um, Gentle Giant LTD, what part of Gentle Giant Studios was actually sold to Diamond Select Toys just about like two years ago. So now everything Gentle Giant LTD is technically Diamond. Um, now okay. that's not to say like Gentle Giant Studios, we still work on a bunch of the prototyping. So we are working on this stuff, but it is actual Diamond product. Okay, um, that's, yeah, just branded with Gentle Giant LTD. But that said, I am familiar with it. And I, I don't know for sure. I, I believe that that cape is fabric just from what I've seen, but I, I don't know 100%. So, you know, if, uh, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, guys. But uh, I, I am excited for it. I love all of these. And I love the fact that it's like, hey, doing that vintage aesthetic on characters that were not back released back in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of that as well, and I really hope they keep that going, not just in the Jumbo figures, but in the Hasbro three and three quarter line as well. Uh, like, exactly. man, I, I, re I really enjoy those. Um, so it's a Rancor. Oh, sorry, guys. It's a HasLab. So we got a HasLab coming up. <laughs> it's going to be a Rancor. Uh, that apparently. was such a that was such a slip. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. It's like he's probably been going through so many of those interviews. He's just kind of like tired of answering the same questions and, and tired of uh, checking himself, you know, checking himself at the door for what to say and what not to say. Well, it's definitely, I think that's a fear for everyone that works in the toy industry. And you could see the, you could see all of the energy kind of drain out of his face when, when he did say that, um, you know, I working on prototypes, it's like we, we had the pleasure of, working on the HasLab Sentinel and the HasLab Galactus. And yeah, keeping that stuff under wraps, not talking about it, it's definitely a skill that you learn over many years of like, <laughs> how am I not going to talk about this? Yeah, yeah. it's... Uh, well, and with your co-host constantly like picking and prodding, it feels like you sometimes <laughs> have to fight it. <laughs> yeah, there's many a time where I can hear it in your voice. You're just like, all right, guys, like, no stop kind of tapping out on this conversation <laughs> um but yeah no I, i'm eager to see what's going on with this um we've got lots of different theories is it going to be full plastic is it going to be rub rubber overlay are we going to get tears what's the price point and we could sit here and speculate um but i want to ask the both of you let's just assume there are going to be tears what are some things you want to see here this is this is a cool question because like this is obviously this is even what like myself and and my coworkers are are talking about at work. It's like what what's gonna make it so we want a Haslab Rancor, um, especially for the price point because like you have to assume it's probably gonna be in the same kind of vein that the previous ones have. You know, between like three hundred and five hundred dollars is like what most of these Haslabs have been, and it's like the Rancor is in scale with a black series figure isn't even as big as a sentinel as far as i've seen like it would be i think a little bit smaller than a sentinel so they've got to add a lot of value to that in order to justify uh, a price point that's even in line with the sentinel as far as i'm concerned so you know there's the obvious things like including a luke figure with the bone um but i one of the things that i've talked about with others that i'd really like to see is a little bit of a diorama aspect and maybe getting the 
like the the little section of the prison where the gate comes down and and crushes him. Sorry, spoiler warning for a you know movie that came out in 1983, but where the gate comes <laughs> down and crushes his head. Like if you could get like that little section of the prison, like that'd be pretty dope for me. I would love like some diorama aspects in general. Yes, that is like. Uh, obviously figures are probably going to be like one of those things that are included but like if the box was kind of um, reminiscent of the pit and that was kind of you could see that in the background that would add a lot of value to you so yeah that gate idea has been in my head for a couple of weeks now yeah i love that idea as well man and obviously i want to see a couple of figures uh i want to see malakili the rancor keeper um and i I would like to see like Ula, you know, the Twilight dancer. Totally. I think I'd like I'd like to see that, and I think this is where you can get away with doing something like that. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, I I'm just very, want more Twilights in general. Yeah, I agree, man. Like as soon as they give me a load in Great Storm, like, uh, dude, come on, I need High Republic figures. Uh, Adam, like I, I said, we're big High Republic guys over here. Yes, I I'm excited about this idea, like the HasLab Rancor in general anyway, because I, I think I talked to Heath a little bit about this. But Return of the Jedi, I think, is in hindsight, my favorite of the Star Wars films. So I know that they're going to be gearing upcoming Black Series releases around him, at, like the, the HasLab release of the Rancor. And like we're already kind of seeing uh, a, a step in that direction because of the book of Boba Fett and we're going to see tie-ins there. So it's like, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff um, wrapped around that idea and that kind of timeline and, and that era in general that I'm excited for. Yeah, absolutely. Bring on the Ewoks, right? I want more Ewoks. I mean, like Ewoks are my <laughs> least favorite part of Return of the Jedi. And that's always like, you know, what, what I look back on of not liking about that film but in general, I do like the Ewok figures that that have come out. I bought both of them. Even they're just repaints, right, with different accessories. Yeah. But I did buy both of them. I got the 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 SDCC or the the Hascon exclusive box set, and then the single carded release. And then I actually also bought a custom by uh, Ribolito. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he did a kit where he made an Alf from Melmac. That that is ALF parts on an Ewok and it's awesome. So <laughs> I, I do love the Ewok action figures, but uh, yeah, that, that's probably not the reason why I love Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be cool <laughs> to see them, like you said, gear up uh, the, the Black Series lineup around this. Uh, if it is in fact a Rancor, I think we pretty much know that's what it's gonna be. Uh, now Heath and I, like I said, we are High Republic guys. So Heath, you're getting one of these and turning them into a, uh, DSM High Republic Rancor, right? Oh, absolutely. I don't know if I'm going to have to figure out some leather work or something and get it online, but yeah, we're going to. I want one for my uh, Return of the Jedi, and then I'm going to want one just to, you know, code up. You know, if we need to, if we don't get sooner than later, we're going to have to piece together an Avar Chris and put it on top of it. Yep. Whips, chains, and Avar Chris, man. That's what I want on my Rancor. <laughs> so if they ever uh, decide to re-release um, a Slave Leia, like whether that's with the Rancor or in a, a future archive wave or something, or do you think that they're going to call her Starship Leia since that's the new thing? Starship <laughs> no. instead of Slave? I, I, I will say what I, what I do like that they 
call her now is Hut Slayer. I think that's probably the Hutt most Slayer. metal name, yeah. name in Star Wars. It is. It is. My joke was lame. That is a way cooler <laughs> name. I, I love, I no, love no, Hutt see. Slayer, man, but now we get it. <laughs> Well, here's one. So everybody's so upset about this. I made a post uh, on Instagram a couple weeks ago, and I found the you know uh, the Invisible Hand uh, Lego set at Walmart, and it just says Grievous' Starship. And I posted. Obviously, nobody's upset by this, but you know, Slave One has got everybody up in arms. I'm like, hey, people love Grievous. We can't get his the name of his ship on here. And like I said, just went completely flat across the internet. So I'm like, I guess it only matters if it's Boba Fett. Yeah, you know, it's if it's Star Wars and Boba Fett, that's what gets all the uh, that's what creates more fanboard tears than anything. Uh, sticking with Black Series, <clears throat> we got a couple of re-releases in the carbonized form uh, coming from Target. We're getting all branded the Mandalorian, a Scout Trooper, a Shore Trooper, and the Heavy Mando. I've kind of fallen out of love with the carbonized line. There are several that I do really enjoy. And I think uh, Heavy Mando is something I could really enjoy here. I've I've passed on all the carbonized figures. I did buy the credit collection repaints of the Mandalorian figures that it was based on the concept artwork because I thought those were cool. The carbonized stuff, I you know, I probably would have bought some coming if I came across them in stores. But here in L.A. that you don't ever find stuff on shelves at Targets or Walmarts. So yeah, you guys uh, have yeah. a, a lot harder market than uh, Heath and I just in our little towns of Texas. <laughs> we could pretty much get whatever we want. Yeah, I have to rely on the the kindness of internet friends to get me a lot of the stuff or pre-orders. Like that's it. Absolutely. Yeah. Heath, well, any of these calling out to you? Uh probably just Pez. Um the other two are actually two of my least favorite stormtrooper designs. Um not like just not a big fan of those designs in general. Plus, like the carbonizing almost changes the color on them. But the heavy Mando uh, set is really cool. I've got him in the basic release. I've got him in the um, credit release, and I'll probably pick up this one. But the thing for me, especially uh, with the carbonized, I feel like the figure in the box is all one thing, and I think it. I want to keep it there. I just don't have room for tons of toys and boxes. So right now, the only thing I have that's carbonized is. Um, the Target exclusive Mando and a uh, random Sith Jet Trooper. So yeah, these probably won't be picking up, but like I said, I really like, especially the heavy Mando um, idea here. It's probably one of the best Black Series figures for uh, for your dollar. Is that heavy Mando man? Um, sticking with the Black Series, we so collector Walmart collector con happened, um, and. Like most Star Wars fans, I blindly ordered three Clone Wars the Animated <laughs> figures uh, that were just advertised as j- just generic artwork from the Tartakovsky series. Um, and that's going to be Mace Windu, General Grievous, and a uh, ARC Trooper Commander, I believe. Yeah, I, mi- I missed Mace Windu. I got, I grabbed the other two, you know, sight unseen, but uh, Mace, I have it you know, signed up so that way they'll alert me if he ever comes back in stock. But I did immediately pre-order both others. That that was a really weird drop, man. I got to say, um, I, it's not outside my collecting habit to order things that I have no idea what it's going to look like. Um, but but them to actually just put up, you know, pictures from the series and say, hey, like, this is kind of what you're going to get if you want it. 
uh, I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, obviously I ordered all all three of them. Yeah. So I had no luck on the pre-order front, which doesn't really concern me because I have no luck with the Walmart's uh, website. And I generally tend to find most of my Walmart exclusives pretty easily. But yeah, that I still can't. I'm like, we are selling out Black Series figures sight unseen these days. That's how great, you know, Star Wars fans are willing to, or how, um, what's the word I'm looking loyal Star Wars fans are to this set. Yeah, it definitely was, uh, it's it's interesting to say the least. So I, I wonder when we'll actually get to see these, probably once they show up on our doorsteps, if I had to guess. Uh, we'll probably see something here in a couple months, but I mean, they're not due out until May of next year, so who knows? So we also got some uh, vintage collection figures. Now, these are pretty uh, unique in the fact that the card backs are all animation from the Tartakovsky series. Uh, you know, Heath and I are big fans of that. Adam, where do you stand on the on the Tartakovsky stuff? Oh, uh, I'm a giant fan of that. Um, at at speaking of giant fan, uh, General Giant did we did uh, maquettes for for that original animated Clone Wars cartoon. Oh, awesome. And that's amazing. Back back in the day, like Lucasfilm allowed General Giant to do original trilogy characters based in that same animated style. So we we released like Luke and Leia and Han Solo and Boba Fett all in that same Tartofsky animated style as statues. So like that that look overall is amazing. I love it and and yeah, we we got to play in that sandbox and I would love if Hasbro you know that they did that back in the three and three quarter inch line many many years ago but i'd love to see fully articulated versions done in a more animated style from them yeah absolutely and it's it's i i think they're pretty much telling us they're not gonna do that right um because all the animated style uh characters and even from the comics we get them in, more, in a realistic version but i'm there with you man i think it'd be cool there are plenty of like customizers that you can get those kits from that actually look great. Like on that commander uh, or general Anakin, like you can swap out head sculpts and stuff that, that actually look really good. But here at the vintage collection, we are getting, um, getting a release of six figures, all Walmart exclusives. It's going to get be Ala Secura, Luminara, Arc Trooper, uh, Battle Droid, Arc Trooper Captain, which is the red one and Barris Offrey. Uh, something they did here, so it's not just a re-release of the figures. It looks like they brightened up all the colors to actually make them more uh, closer to the to the Tartakovsky stuff. Yes, they really look good. Um, I've said it before, but it just keeps it harder and harder to stay away from the vintage collection, personally. Uh, yeah, don't do it, man, because then you just have a bunch of figures that you never want to rip the card off of. And you're like, what am I like? <laughs> obviously, I'm projecting <laughs> here. I was like, what am I doing with all this crap, man? It's the mo the most recent vintage figure that I got was uh, the, the Boba Fett that they just put out, which arguably I have both the the six inch and the three and three quarter inch Boba Fett on my coffee table right now. I think I prefer the three and three quarter inch. I think that like it just it. It has like the same articulation breakdown and it's just so much fun. It's such a perfect little like one eighteenth scale action figure. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, that that is a great figure. And when it's paired with the uh Hut Slayer one uh from the vintage collection, I mean uh Boba Fett Starship one from the vintage collection, that's a that's a great ship too. 
and they, they just look great totally. together. Um, let's stick with Hasbro for a second. So uh, we do like to talk about the kids stuff here. Heath and I are both parents, so uh, we like to talk about the mission fleet. I white. have a my eight year old son, and we're we're watching Bad Batch together. So awesome. Yeah. So you know, and and we like to remind everybody, like guys, this is all like these are kids toys, right? This is, this is where it starts. This is where it ends. They're kids toys at the end of the day. So Heath, we got a couple of uh, lightsabers here uh, coming out um, with some of some fan favorite characters. Yeah. So it looks like this is going to be a new set. It's called the lightsaber forge series. It's going to kick off and we're going to be releasing the dark saber, a kit for a Soka style and a Darth Maul style. Both are coming um, with kind of like attachments that are like reminiscent of like, the character designs, but you're going to be able to mix and match all these double-ended sabers. You can, you know, put the different color blades on different hilts. looks like this is going to be really fun for the kids. And I'm not going to lie. You know, we've got like a half dozen lightsabers around this house, almost like, you know, crazy gun people would have them just sitting around. So me and my son break out into lightsaber battles all the time. So I'm sure these are going to end up in the, the house somewhere too. Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. And obviously I have like the, the, the same three lightsabers that probably everybody in the United States have. Uh, I have a Vader, uh, Anakin and Jedi Luke from return of the Jedi, which, uh, somehow my daughter gets to wield that one and Vader's saber at the same time. So. Ooh, nice. Christmas yeah. color. Powerful on the force. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that, that one is, uh, definitely leaning towards the dark side more these days. Um, <laughs> Let's move on to some uh, some six scale stuff. We got a ton of shit from Hot Toys, like tons of shit. Uh, I don't even really know where to start here, Heath. I don't know if you want to kick us off here. Man, okay. okay. So the one that I think that we're least likely to get is um, the male Mandalorian from that Harris. I believe his name is um, X Wolf. Yeah, X Wolves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's one hundred percent getting made, pre ordered day one. Yeah, that that is so cool. I like the design, reminiscence of the Loyalists um, from the Clone Wars. Really dig this one. Um, the one that's kind of got me questioned because we know we're getting the head sculpt with the Black Series, but Casca Reeves is here. Um, obviously, the armor is really cool. It almost is like just a nod to say, hey, we're also going to do Bo-Katan. No worries. You know, they're very similar in designs. So I think like most people are just concerned is that if we're, are we going to get the unmasked head? Um, the one that like is just absolutely amazing and I hope that it comes out would be the battle droid or the, yeah, the heavy battle droid from, uh, the clone wars and the prequels. I mean, this is just going to be a whole lot of toy and I mean, it's just beautiful. And obviously I'm pretty sure they're going to make this prime market. This is Mandalorian since we saw them in the flashback to uh, Din's youth. Um, who am I missing? I know I'm missing somebody here, but these these are the ones that stood out to me mainly because they're Mandalorian based. So it looks like they're I mean they're leaning heavy into the Mandalorian as they should. It's their hottest thing they got going on right now. Um, Axe Woves, <laughs> just to circle back on that, I, I don't think Axe Woves is going to get made personally. Um, I, I don't think he, so either. <laughs> I hope he does, but I don't think he's going to. Um, the big takeaway here for me is uh, oh, Cobb Vanth. Dude, I need I need Cobb Vanth. As soon as you started talking, I was like, oh, it's the Marshall. I'm going to forget about this one. Yeah. This one. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so, with, a, with a nice Timothy Olfant head sculpt, like, dude, this is this one's on my radar for sure. 
Hey, and you know what? I'm very impressed with Hot Toys being able to go ahead and get their like uh, mold in for a Boba Fett armor and get as much use out of it that will actually be appreciated by the fans. Like they are like, we're gonna get you the re armor, we're gonna get you Boba Fett. Here's Timothy Offant. Yeah, exactly, man. So that that's the the big winner for me. I might like you said, I am interested to see if they'll actually do a Sasha Banks uh, head sculpt on that Costco Reeves. I know there's some there's some intricacies to the you know the legalities of her like uh, likeness with hot toys so uh i know they don't do any wrestling figures so uh, i am interested yeah. to see if they'll do that well you know i kind of knew we were going to get her in the black series and it kind of kept throwing me off because i'm like if we do we're going to get a head sculpt is this somewhere i have to customize because, I mean, I've seen, like, the Sasha Banks wrestling figures, um, but I know they're not going to scale with Black Series, so it's not like you can buy one of those and pop the head off. So, yeah, if they don't do it, I mean, there's plenty of great customizer out there. They'll have it done. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, Adam, is there is there anything here that was, like, a standout to you, uh, a clear winner of their Sideshow Con, Hot Toys Con, whatever they want to I mean, I, I obviously, the 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 – Boba that they showed in the throne was the one that I thought was the most tempting. Um, I I don't buy too many hot toys. I do have a few. I think the last one that I got was the um, Beskar suit deluxe version of the Mandalorian with the comes with two Grogu's. Um, yep. I actually I even customized that one because I'm a madman. There was a guy on <laughs> YouTube, uh, but with the handle posing with Peter. And okay. he removes what is called the fat suit underneath the the Mandalorian. And basically all it what what you do is you cut out some of the padded suit. You have to strip it naked, which is crazy. Taking a hot toys yeah. figure apart. You're like making me sweat over here. Dude. Like literally, that's what I like. like <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like I laid all this stuff out on the floor and I was like, I can't believe I am disassembling a figure that's like, you know, like 300 bucks basically. And then I had scissors and I was cutting <laughs> apart stuff that went inside it, but um, it increases the range of motion and the articulation and he still looks great. They, like his, his suit is filled up. It looks great. And the posability is way better. So I actually recommend it. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the last hot toys figure I bought. I, you know, I, I would like more hot toys, but yeah, I don't necessarily live in LA. I don't necessarily have the space to display as many hot toys, let alone the funds to be purchasing lots oh, of sure. hot toys. For sure. I'm actually looking at my two din jars right now. Like, all right, how many more beers is it going to take for me to totally cut these things open? Uh, it's <laughs> going to take a, a lot. We're probably going to have to float a boat in on that one. Um, <laughs> the Boba Fett on a throne. Uh, I, I do. I love that. It was a day one pre-order for me. I already have a show, shelf cleared for it like I, I know it's you know 18 months away but i'm ready like i'm ready to just come home to daddy very excited for that one um so let's move on uh, a little bit heath we got some statues we're kind of leaning towards the statues a little more um w what do we got coming down, down the pipe so first one that i've like noticed and kind of threw me off is going to be the sideshow obi-wan mythos statue of the Unhelmeted mask or the unhelmeted head sculpt looks pretty good. It's just weird because it's going to come with a clone or phase one clone helmet, which I'm like, mm. like, yeah, that just doesn't you know mix well with me. Because even in the um, the original Clone Wars animated series, like I think he only had a two. 
he might have had a one on it or phase one helmet on that one but I, I just i feel like it was a two um but it still looks really cool very stylized um and then uh oh crap i'm gonna say it wrong but uh kobuchia help me out Kota, here Kota Bakia? I don't know, man. I'm kind of yes. I'm going with Jeru's pronunciation. Kotobukiya <laughs> is what I say. Yeah. But again, I pronounce things wrong all the time. So Yeah, apparently well, we've been I mean, we've been pronouncing uh Markion Rowe wrong the entire time, who's the main antagonist of the Clone Wars or, or I'm sorry, of uh, the High Republic. Charles Sewell yeah. kind of put everyone in their place here recently. Yeah. Even I though mean, his own I'm not good with names anyways. Doing him wrong. Yeah, but I'm not good with names, which is really terrible for the industry. I know, and I just get lucky. You know, most people that walk up to me have their names on their shirts, so I can read it real quick. But <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm not great with names. I'm I'm great with faces, but yeah. So just getting back to that one, we're getting a one seven skill Captain Rex, uh, unhelmeted head skull looks great. If you go ahead and pre-order the Clone Wars, Anakin, and um. Obi-Wan, they're going to come with the parts for a build a statue on Ahsoka, and this one will actually back up and almost make like a complete set. Or if you just want to be super creative with it, you know, and you have some giant bookshelves, you could almost use those as like bookends along with being statues. Because if you put these together in a circle, you're only going to be able to see one or two, or you're going to be looking at like the side of both ones. So, but no, this is beautiful. And I mean, just showing that like these guys are really on top of the, or, you know, on top of the heap with some of these statues coming out. Yeah, they do some great work for sure, man. Uh, the, there's no room in my collection for these, but it looks fantastic. One seventh is a is an interesting scale, by the way. It is, it is. But I mean, I feel like the bigger you open the statues, yeah, it's going to drive the price up a little bit. But you can definitely get those like details in there. So speaking hey. of some uh, interesting scales, someone that's been on my radar recently. Um, for the quality of their of their statues is iron studios they're putting out some like crazy good stuff man and uh we got a couple more announcements from them dude talking about crazy skills i don't know where most people would be able to fit in the prototype they showed off but coming in in a one-fourth scale will be a recreation of the luke holding grogu with r2 by his side and i mean i i have a fairly large house yeah I have a fairly large house. Um, there's nowhere in my house I think I could put this safely. Sounds like you've been talking to your accountant. Oh, no, no. I, I would be terrified <laughs> to bring – hey, um, one-fourth scale? Yeah, Lou Skywalker. She'd be like, huh? A, a quarter scale, like it's like just like, you know, the simple math is a six-foot-tall person, you know, in a quarter scale, that's two – like – Oh, almost two feet tall, right? Like that's like yeah. Crazy. Not it's to mention, just, like just smaller than my toddler. Yes, I mean it's crazy. <laughs> I mean it looks amazing, but like I hope that this gets reworked into a, a smaller size before this hits production because I can't even imagine what that would even cost at that size. Yeah, speaking of that, you know, it looks like Iron Studios increased their costs just like everybody else recently. A lot of their one-tenth stuff, like I was gushing over a lot of their Mando stuff until I find out, found out it was 180 bucks a piece, which in the statue world is actually not all that bad. Um, but I'm, uh, 
you know, I'm not I'm not fishing for brownie points here, but I'm partial to the one six uh, gentle giant busts myself. Absolutely. And um, then we have that really awesome one tenth Mandalorian speeder. Uh, I think that somebody just kind of designed up a speeder. They're going to toss a few things on there because we also got IG 11 on there uh, in a previous reveal. But this one looks cool as well. Yeah, that, that's a really cool one, um, obviously, with it being Din Djarin and, and my collector room right now being a Din Djarin focus. It's very hard for me to uh, to look past that one, man. So I got to get with my accountant and see if I can if I can make it work. Um, <laughs> but I think that's it for the toy news and collectible news, unless there's anything you guys can think of we didn't touch on. Um, I know there's been a lot with Comic Con and every other con going on last week. Man, there's been so much, like, just trying to keep up with things. But I think that's really all I can remember. I mean, there might have been a few more things, but nothing that really bumped off my radar. Mr. Adams? So, yeah, no, I, the the news comes fast and the furious, but, uh, like, you know, just as many films as there are in that series, there's, like, toy news. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's coming out so, so, like, deluged with stuff. So That's why you guys do a daily show, right? that's serious i mean like not anymore we couldn't keep up with that but yes it, it certainly seems like we need to at this point yeah oh yeah and it's 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 drinking from a fire hose at all times you know and we're just star wars here we're not even covering everything so let's let's stay in the world of the mandalorian for a minute we got some uh we got some cool artwork that is officially licensed merchandise uh featuring luke and grogu building a lightsaber now I have heard a lot of podcasts talk about this, and I've read a lot of things about it. Even though it is official um, artwork, it, it's not really like, oh, this is the uh, this is going to be the official artwork for season three, or this, you know, it's it's just official artwork. It's something they do with, uh, I think the brand is Trends, which is like a, a poster and artwork company, um, but very cool nonetheless. Absolutely, I thought. Yeah, I thought this was just some fan art, but I mean, it's really beautiful. I like the styling of the art with the shading and like the really warm colors yet still being dark. Um, obviously, just a massive fan of Luke Skywalker. I thought this was really cool. And now that it's official, like Disney license gives us a lot of hope. I, You know, honestly, as a Luke Skywalker fan, I don't need a Luke Skywalker series. I kind of like, you know, where we're at. I kind of like the idea of, you know, just knowing that he's there and he will be in the background and that they can draw upon him. But I don't necessarily need like the Luke and Grogu story. I got the Din and Man or Din and Grogu story, and that's made me happy. I'm cool well, with it only if they get away. Sebastian Stan. If they get Sebastian Stan, then sold. I'll watch a uh, Disney Plus Luke Skywalker show. Yeah, that, that's yeah, where I'm that at. would be I good. Think he needs to be recasted at this point. Like they did, you know? Did you guys read that they did hire the guy who, uh, for lack of a better term, fixed the the deep fake stuff with Luke Skywalker? It's not like <laughs> that stuff. Like, oh man, that sucked. Like I fucking hated it. Um, but they mm -hmm. did hire the guy who did that on YouTube, which I thought is really cool. You gotta like when Lucasfilm and ILM uh, recognizes game. Absolutely. But yeah. Cool. The poster itself is really cool. It's very generic. Uh, how do you guys feel about Grogu having a yellow lightsaber? Nah. <laughs> um, honestly, I I don't know. Um, 
I'm just not a big fan of the yellow lightsaber. Um, even like when they introduced it in the comic books for, that, you know, Luke is now, you know, carrying around the one they found in the temple. I'm, it just doesn't feel like a Jedi colored lightsaber. I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, I like the big boys, blue or green. You want to get crazy. You know, Mace Windu's got purple, but like, I, I like those two colors to be more prominent. I just, my, my bigger, my bigger problem with it is that characters like Rogu and it's like, I, I know this is attack of the clones fault with, with the Yoda battle, but it's like, I would have preferred them not to be lightsaber wielders, you know, like I would have preferred them to use the force in their own unique ways and, and different fighting styles based on their stature. They don't need to be hopping around doing backflips and bouncing off stuff. It's like, no, the force can be powerful in other ways. Not everyone needs a laser sword. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I totally hear that too. And I don't think we're gonna see Grogu with a lightsaber like anytime soon. I mean, last time we saw him, he like, you know, still ate frogs and and was a, a baby, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term. So uh, I don't think we're gonna see him with a lightsaber anytime soon. But very very cool nonetheless. Um, I you know he's I didn't think about that about Luke having the. Uh, the yellow saber from the comics. I wonder mm-hmm. if now we're, we're doing some cockadoodie speculating here. I wonder if this, you know, because in the comics he hasn't lost that saber yet, right? He still still has the yellow saber. A hundred percent. I hadn't thought about that either. But so yeah, wonder, he still has it. Yeah, I wonder if that's where the thought process was here. The oh, yellow good. saber Absolutely. doesn't bother me because, you know, like you have the throwback of the original Kenner toy. Like it's like that's that bothers me less than a purple lightsaber does, because it's like at least <laughs> there was a mistake in the toys in the 70s. And that's what they're like <laughs> calling back to. It's not because Samuel L. Jackson wanted a purple lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I thought that was really cool for Charles Sewell and, the, and that team at Marvel to like, OK, Yellow Saber is canon now. You know, now your your toy from the 70s is canon, uh, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, I that appreciate said, that. We do have news that Mando Season 3 has started production. I don't think there's any surprise there. Um, and I don't think there's really any other news other than, yeah, yeah we started. Season 3 is happening. Um, obviously, super, super stoked for that. But I got to get through... Uh, See if my heart can take the Book of Boba Fett first. <laughs> I mean, we knew this was coming. We, I think we were all a little heartbroken to find that it had been pushed back uh, so they could begin production on the Book of Boba Fett. But I'm so excited to, you know, for next spring when we get to get a good look at, like, where he is at post-Grogu. And I don't have to know anything else other than it's being made. I'm going to be there, you know, Whatever Wednesday that premiere falls on, I'm going to be watching. Exactly. I mean, like, I'm so excited that there's multiple Disney Plus Star Wars shows coming. Like, that's that's the coolest part of all of this. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're going to have zero shortage of Star Wars content. Um, and we won't have to talk about Dr. Squatch Soap here in a couple of months. So. <laughs> um, I Dude, yeah, I'm really stoked for this. I'm really excited to see where they go with the story. I've learned to tamper my expectations and not go all headcanon crazy. Um, Not that I'm let down by any property or anything like that, but it's like like what you're seeing with He-Man right now. Like, everybody filled in the gaps for 
30 or 40 years and then they're let down that the story being told isn't the story that they had created. So I, I'm, I'm with you, Heath. Like, I don't even need to see anything. I don't need to see a trailer. Just fucking spoon feed me this. I'm, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I've said before on the show, um, the last four, no, the last five films, I caught, like, the first trailer. And then by the time, like, you know, I just went silent. I didn't need to know anything. I was going to be there opening night with my, my cash in hand ready to watch some Star Wars. That, that's how I even feel about the, the Spider-Man trailer. Everyone's, I mean, you know, we're Star Wars podcast, <laughs> but let's talk about it. Everyone's bitching about not getting the Spider-Man trailer. I, dude, I don't need to see a Spider-Man trailer. I'm going to buy my <laughs> tickets day one and go see it regardless. Exactly. Yeah. I, like, don't don't I don't want to know too much either. It's like so it's like yeah. it's all good. Like let, let's just get it into theaters. Okay, yeah, so it, I absolutely adore into the Spider Verse. I had no clue that it was about Miles Morales until we were in the movie theaters, and my wife was like, "Wait, who's this?" I'm like, "That's Miles." I guess like I had no clue. So like I mean, it's Spider Man. It's one of Marvel's most popular you know characters, especially when it comes financially. I've been a fan since I was a kid. I'm going to go see Spider-Man any day. Yeah, it's not like this movie is going to uh, make it or break it based on whether they release a trailer or not. So anyway, uh, some stuff we do have available to us. Bad Batch. We've had a couple episodes since the last time we recorded. Heath, you want to want to take us into the world of uh, post order 66 real quick? Oh, absolutely. Um, So the guys have been helping out all across the galaxy and we get the beginning of infestation which the guys are showing back up heading over to sid's bar looking to collect some payment on a job well done and it's no longer sid's bar so this introduces you know its own little theory to me because i was kind of under the assumption that maybe sid had gotten comfortable you know and maybe she was a little bit more dangerous than it was but i'm guessing you know during the clone wars she got comfortable with jedis so you know nobody was really messing with her but now that the jedis are gone you know people are going to force in on her territory so that could be even more interesting with the boys you know sometimes having to be enforcers for her. but really good um i'm never super crazy about like you know the swarming insects maybe just because i don't know Things flying around me. I, you know, sometimes you're walking outside in the dark and something hits the back of your ear. And you're like, ah, what is this? Living <laughs> but, in Texas you know, that, with, uh, you know, the cicadas and and flying roaches and uh, we got some big bugs down here in Texas, man. So I, I feel you there. I mean, fuck, I got tarantulas in my backyard. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking hate spiders. So yeah, I feel you there, man. Like I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm not up on game for the uh, for the insect stuff. But a fun episode nonetheless. You know, a lot of people call it filler, but I think it, you know, I think one thing that Bad Batch has been doing well is like every episode has been pretty important to the story of the Bad Batch, whether it's a mission of the week or monster of the week or, or fucking whatever. You know, I think I think character building, too. It's like, you know, like it's anyone that calls it a filler episode. It's like there's still like, you know, you're getting you're getting more into what the characters are like and. It was cool. It was a fun episode. You know, I haven't watched Friday's episode yet. I do want to talk about it because I did read some spoilers already. And uh, my main thing with, with episode 13, I think it was, is I really wanted Deveronian in the Star Wars Black Line. Like, that's 
we're we're due, and especially with the Moss Eisley Cantina set coming out for PulseCon, it's like yep. I need more aliens for sure. Yeah, and exactly. I I can't see them skipping over uh, what was his name Berg, right? From the yes. crew in the prison escape. Oh, yeah, we're definitely gonna. Well, I, I say definitely. Hopefully, we get our full prison break crew. We've already got two confirmed, so we just need three more. So, uh, yeah, Deveronians for sure. More weird guys. We're here for the weird guys at the cantina. I mean, hell, that's what our show is named after. Um, but, yeah, apparently episode 14, this is kind of – I'm there with you, Adam. I had not been had a chance to finish it. I've been in full weekend mode, so I've just been doing lawn shit and drinking and doing all that. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what do we got going on in episode 14, Heath? Um, I think all the people screaming filler – uh, are going to be very happy with this one. It's definitely um, it's it's war mantle. So we're seeing the Empire pulling uh, the clones off of uh, Kaminoa and taking them to new training facilities where your clones are now going to be generals to the surprise of the Bad Batch um, training civilians or not civilians but non clones. Obviously, uh, what gets them mixed up in here is. You know, one of everybody's favorite clones, Captain Rex, calls him in and says, hey, there is a clone that I know that has put out a distress speaking. I can't get it there, so do you guys mind helping out? And that leads the guys to a new training facility that the Empire is using, and we see what happens there. Um, one of my favorite, like, action films from the 90s, and I, I feel pretty confident wrapping this one back into Star Wars because it starred Harrison Ford. It's called The Fugitive, and there's yeah. this scene where um, – Tommy Lee Jones has him like pinned in a dam and you see him have to leap into this water. And obviously Tommy Lee Jones is like, until you have a body, he's not dead. Let's find this man. And of course we kind of got remnants of this scene with the bad batch, you know, trying to escape through some vent tunnels and end up on the side of a mountain. So I thought that was really cool. One thing that really... bad batch does. Oh, I was going to say, I was just going to make a, a joke, J Rue that, uh, you know, you can, bring the fugitive back into star wars land because it wasn't me it was the warmed man and it's like everyone gets their hands cut off in star wars so <laughs> you got harrison yes. ford and and missing limbs as a connection i yeah. i love um one thing that the bad badge does very well obviously it starts with hunter basically being rambo um yes. it, 80s and 90s action movies are the inspiration for this series <laughs> it really is um and i, oh, and I yeah. really enjoy that part of it um, and I know you guys haven't seen it, but there's definitely been people that are linking a, seat, a certain scene from this episode up to part of one of the Rainbow movies. So that was actually funny that you bring that up. But, you know, like you guys were saying, more aliens. I would love to see Sid or any more transitions in the, uh, you know, collector lines. Um, I actually just bring it up. You know, probably the most famous transocean that we all know is Bosk, but over you know the last couple of years, now we have Sid, and earlier this year we got um, Cirque. It's really interesting to see like the different body forms and or body shapes these uh, one race has, and it seems like they tend to have the most variety in builds. Yeah, they're definitely not uniform. Um, dude, I need a skier figure bad, like in a bad bad way. Uh, Adam, I, I don't know if you're if you're into the High Republic, but he's one of the Jedi in the main focus of the comic book, um, and he's a Trandoshan Jedi. It's it's he's a very very cool looking character. 
Um, one thing here, you know, we talked about the clone that was on the run. Um, and this is something Heath and I talked about at the very beginning of the Bad Batch is will we see Wolf and Gregor? And uh, yeah, we get to see Gregor, man. So I thought that was really cool that they that they're looping it back in. Absolutely. And I uh, hate to cut in here too fast, but just just hypothetical. What if we lose our Clone Force 99 at the end of this uh, season? And then in season two, our new Bad Batch are a collection of our um, clones that have, you know, fought back against Order 66, whether it be chip malfunctioning, which it definitely appears to be the case here with Gregor, or with just removal, Rex, and Wolf style. I'm okay with it. I mean, like, honestly, like, that's my favorite thing. Like, my son um, is a giant fan of clone troopers, and he was kind of heartbroken with Order 66 and and the clones going bad. So doing this now, like, watching the Bad Batch and watching some of the clones, um, as he used to refer to them, or color, colorful stormtroopers, um, seeing that some of them aren't brainwashed and and are actual good guys is one of the best things to come out of this for me because like it's it's just great for him. So I I love it. I'm all for it. Whatever they need to do. So his his Clone Wars figures can stay good guys if he wants them to be. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what it's all about, man. And I I think it's really cool that one story that the Bad Batch tells very well. Is the is the um, separation between the clones and the Empire, <clears throat> and obviously we're seeing that here in the last couple of episodes. Uh, if there is a season two, I would imagine we're going to keep running through that, keep meeting new clones. More to your point, Heath. Uh, I, I like that, and I think for this show to have some sort of gravitas, I think one of the original members of the Bad Batch has to go. Uh, and obviously, we've already for. We've lost Crosshair, but not really lost Crosshair. I could see him being one of the ones to go. Um, it, and it seems like he's missing a lot of shots recently, right? Is that just me? Is he missing more shots than normal? Yes. And so, it almost makes me kind of weary if if he's trying to fight back from the program and he's pulling some of these shots subconsciously. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, honestly... If we lose Hunter, I think that would have more weight on the situation. And obviously, I don't think, you know, Echo Tech or uh, Wrecker need to come in as like a new leader. But if we were to get, you know, oh, definitely not Gregor, but possibly um, Hauser coming in and, you know, kind of helping take charge of the unit, that could be really cool as well. Re yeah. Redemption of Crosshair is one of my biggest hopes. Like, it's like that's. I that watching it, it's like Crosshair has one of the coolest designs, coolest voices. Like I'm like, please, I I want him to be a good guy. I want him to go on that that bad guy redemption arc and be a good guy at the end. So that's that's what I was gonna ask you: is his redemption arc him coming back to the Bad Batch and it coming full circle, or him in traditional Star Wars sense making the ultimate sacrifice for the greater good? Right. Yeah. So it, oh, it, yeah, see. we'll definitely see there. I think <laughs> if if it's Wrecker, if Wrecker's the one to go, we all cry and and uh, cancel our Disney Plus subscriptions and write mean <laughs> write mean tweets to Dave Filoni. I'm sure we'll all do that. Um, but no, I, I you know I could see Wrecker having the most emotional impact. 
Um, the easy one for me is is Echo. Echo's been through a lot. He's been through, you know, all of this animated stuff. I could see them getting rid of him and just adding more uh, more depth both to Rex and We haven't and the Bad been Batch. using him enough, though. Like, I feel like Echo is the one that's getting kind of shafted in general. Like, he's just there, and I want more Echo. Okay, I'm going to spoil this one for you guys, but I really feel like where he's not doing a whole lot in this episode, where he leads his voice into um, War Mantle, it definitely has gravitas, I think, for the character and his development. So I'll, I'll say that and save that for you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm more to your point, Adam. I think they haven't been utilizing him enough. That's why I think he's the easy one. And maybe with them giving him a platform here on the latest episodes, maybe that, that – uh... Maybe that just leads more to him him being the one to go. You know, they finally give him some <laughs> some speaking lines, and then they, they cut his throat at the end. So hard to, hard to say there, man. But you know, we're all here for the Bad Batch. What are you guys thinking overall? We're, we got two more episodes left. How do you guys feel about the Bad Batch? I'm liking it. I mean, like, I, I it helps that you know. I think much like you guys, like what watching this with with kids and everything. Like, I. I get how some people can complain and just be like, oh, filler episodes or what it's at the end of the day, you guys have said it too, you know, same thing with the, with the, the lightsaber toys. Like this is still meant to appeal to kids. It's like, it's great that it appeals to both. You know, the fact that I'm watching it and enjoying it. And then my, my seven and three quarters year old son is loving the show. Like that to me is the best part. Exactly. And that's one thing that I'm really loving that Disney Plus has done for me and uh, my family over here. You know, especially when, like, we uh, put on the first episode of The Mandalorian. It was all three of us in front of the TV, and we don't do that a whole lot. So that, that's that been super fun. And I think that Star Wars has really been just something my family has uh, gathered around the TV quite a bit for over the last couple of years. Yeah. I'm right there with you guys, um, and it's my wife and my daughter here, and uh, they're both very partial to The Mandalorian, so much so that my wife, and she doesn't like Star Wars, she doesn't hate Star Wars, but, she, you know, her biggest opinion about Star Wars is that Harrison Ford was a hunk when he was <laughs> when he was young, you know, and uh, she well, actually she's right. I mean, yeah, I'm not she is. Wrong, <laughs> but, uh, she uh, she actually recorded an episode of uh, Mandalorian rewatch with me, so it, it just means a lot that Star Wars is able to bring the family back together. Circling back around, it's for family, it's for kids, and I think the Bad Batch does that very very well. Um, you guys think we're gonna get a, get a second season, you, or do you think this is it? You think two more episodes, and that's what we see of the Bad Batch? I hope so. I, I think that they have enough stories to tell with this team to to continue it on a little bit longer. Yeah, complete agreement. I, I mean, unless something just silly happens, this right here is a great way to carry on in between prequels and originals and just have fun. Like, I mean, I hope I hope we get more of this of the, you know, Bad Batch. I'm right there with you guys. But what you won't get more of is this episode of the Can Cantina. I think that's about it, guys. I think I think we've uh, we've exhausted the Star Wars this week. Unless we did it, guys. guys can think of. <laughs> well, real fast. Do you mind if I uh, you know, turn the light off, get the fire going, have a little story time for you guys? 
Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead into the last call real quick. Okay, so uh, me and the accountant have, or we went on our first date like two weeks after I turned 16. Uh, just turned 33 this year. Uh, we've spent the majority of our adult lives together. We've been married for approaching 12 years. We've got the boy, uh, and he has been amazing. Um, but last week, I was upstairs helping my son get some toys uh, from the playroom where I take him down to his room. He he constantly is taking some stuff up there to play with, bringing something down. And the accountant starts yelling at me. And she's like, hey, when you get a second, come into the bedroom. I'm like, I didn't break anything. What am I in trouble for? So move some stuff down to his room, walk around, come back to our room. She's like, hey, close the door. I'm like, there's nothing private in our house. There's no password on my computer. You know, me and the wife share it. We've shared a bank account for 20 and had no money in there. Like there was no money to pay attention in that bank account when we started it. But, you know, we just that's who we are. So she looks at me. She's like, you've been pre-ordering toys. I'm like, you've probably seen every pre-order email we've got. And she's like, uh-huh. And she's like, uh, any, any expensive pre-orders you've had here lately? And I'm like, okay. I was like, yeah, but you know, that Boba Fett won't be here for like two years. What are you talking about? She's like, no, no, not that one. And I'm like, uh, can you give me a time frame here? Because if you saw the email, you know what we're looking at. Refresh my memory. She's like, next spring. Like, no, 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 no. Nothing I know of next spring. And uh, she proceeds to show me a pregnancy test. So we're looking uh, at part two coming. Oh, dude. Congratulations, Heath. Congrats, man. Uh, yeah, she was laughing. Seat, man. What's up? I said, hey, you see? Yeah, I was like, what, what did he pre order? What was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Dude, uh, congratulations, man. Yeah. So I like that she was messing with me and using a little toy uh, collecting Lego lingo on me. And I was like, I don't remember this one whatsoever. So it, after seeing the evidence, I, I know when it happened. But, yes, it was um, a nice surprise. <laughs> Very That's cool, That's awesome. Man. Congrats, man. Thank so, you uh, very much. To all of our listeners, Heath will have most of his Star Wars collection up for sale to fund for diapers and uh, formula <laughs> here soon. So if you need anything, get after him. <laughs> We're not jumping that far. So with uh, our first child, we did cloth diapers, and I still have all those in storage. So I plan on saving my money there. There you go, man. That Smart. is so awesome. So, man, we're gonna we're gonna leave on that on that high note. Uh, Adam, it was great having you on, man. Is yeah, there, thanks, uh, guys. Let everyone know where we can find you at, where we can keep up with you. Yeah, uh, I'm playing with myself on most social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram and and Twitter and every place else that I probably have an account, but I ignore. And then uh, I'm on Toy Migos all the time. So Toy Migos does the quickie minis on Tuesday and then the full length shows on Thursday nights. I'm always on the Thursday night shows. Can't always make the quickie minis anymore. But um, yeah, I, I love talking toys and I especially love talking Star Wars. So it's been a pleasure. Uh, and thank you guys so much for having me on. Thank you very much for being a part of this one, man. This was a great episode. Really happy that you were able to jump on. And hey, uh, I hope you have a safe trip home. Thanks a lot, guys. Absolutely. Heath, where can we find you at, man? Ordering toys and possibly in the diaper aisle in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, we'll set up we'll set up that uh, 
We'll set up that Venmo for you to, to anyone who wants to hook Heath up with some diapers and stuff. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you man. very much. Again, congratulations. Um, you get another collector to add to the family or another another addition to your collection, rather. Absolutely. So uh, you guys know you can find me at Toys on Instagram, where I am just bullshitting about toys and comics. You can find me every week at the Geek Out Show, now on YouTube at the Geek Out Show Network. Um, this has been a lot of fun, man. I'm glad you guys were able to come on and we were uh, able to be a couple of space cowboys in the cantina. Uh, make sure to listen to all our other shows on the Geek Out Show Network. I'm not going to sit here and name them all. If you're listening to this, you're listening to all those. Um, and until next time, this is the way. Hold on. Hold on. I've got the money. Never fight, or wretched hide will scum and villainy.